Hey everybody, we're going to be talking about goal setting today. I'm Greg Moody and I'm really excited about this topic because it's how you can make a huge improvement in your daily performance and in lots of other things. Um, we always talk about goal setting as being important and you hear that in media and you hear that in educational literature and you hear that in uh, martial arts training. But we never really take the time to see how much of an effect it has. And there's lots of academic research you can look at, but I did an experiment in my school in December and I've been waiting a little while to, to give you the results of that and do this podcast um, for no good reason, except I haven't gotten around to it. So one of my, uh, the topic today is goal setting in the live experiment I did. And we actually measured the results of setting goals. So let's talk about this. This is a goal setting live experiment. Let me give you some of the parameters. Um, we did this December 12th at our what we call our master training seminar. Now our master training seminar is one that I teach. I teach about four or five times a year at, at my school where we bring all the students together and we do a seminar. Well, it was uh, kind of big, so we split it up into different groups. And this one group, I did it with all the groups this day, but I'm going to give you the data from one of the groups. It was a randomly selected group of the adults. And we did push-ups and sit-ups. So this is the this is the experiment. How many push-ups and sit-ups they could do and how many they could do in 30 seconds. So we gave him 30 seconds to do trial one. We just said, start and stop. We gave him 30 seconds and they did as many pushups as they could do. They counted on their own. That's why we used the adult group. So we didn't have to count for them or the little kids group. Although we did do this with the little kids group and I'll let you know how that worked too. Then we did the rest of the class. So the very beginning, we started out with pushups and sit-ups as a, as an experiment. We counted how many they did and we recorded the numbers on a, on a, uh, on a piece of paper that we've mounted on the mirror. And then we did the regular class and I taught them lots of different things. We were teaching about all kinds of different martial arts things. So the class in the middle was a martial arts class. I wasn't teaching them about push-up efficiency. I wasn't teaching them about uh, how to do sit-ups better. So remember, they did trial one and that was start and stop and we recorded the numbers and that was the entirety of it. Trial two was a little bit different and I'll explain that in a second. So let's go through what this, what the results were. Okay. So this is the chart that we wrote up on the mirror and this isn't everybody's. We had some more, uh, we had some more numbers on the other side, but these are the numbers that we're going to pay attention to here. And again, I didn't get to add up everybody. We kind of randomly selected people that we were going to add up, but the numbers here, look like this. The first time we did this, the first trial, they did, the students did 513 push-ups. So in the 30 seconds, this group of students, I don't remember how many it was, quite a few. So in that 30 second period, they did 513. We made them do it a certain way. We made them do it properly with their with their elbows to their sides and, and they had to keep their back straight and everything. And the second time they did, the uh, the push-ups, they did, let me look at the numbers here, they did 209 more. So that was uh, the second time they did 722. That was the second trial. So if, what we need to know is how much did 
trial one to trial two make a big difference. And here's what we did between trial two. This was a 41% improvement in results between trial one and trial two. So what was the difference? Trial one, we said start and stop. Trial two, we already had one piece of information. They knew how many push-ups they did the first time. So I talked to every student and I said real quickly, okay, you did 20 push-ups in 30 seconds and you did 40 push-ups in 30 seconds and you did however many they did. And I said, you did that. I want you to get at least some number of push-ups more. If they, if they had trouble with push-ups and they, they were a beginner and they'd only work with us a little bit, maybe they could only do five push-ups in 30 seconds. You did five, I want you to do seven push-ups. And the next person, maybe they'd been working with us a while and they could do 45 push-ups in 30 seconds. And as long as they were good ones, I'd say, hey, I want you to do 55 push-ups. I'd give them a goal of something higher. So the goal I gave them was only about 10% higher, yet they did 41%. So what happened? We told them to start, but before that, we gave them a goal. Then we told them to start. So this is the effect of goal setting is this 41%. And then during, there's one more important thing we did before we told them uh, to stop within the 30 seconds. During the time when we told them to stop and start, I gave them a countdown. So I said, it's there's 30 seconds left, there's 25 seconds left, there's 20 seconds left, 15, 10, and then I started counting 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So while they were getting to their goal or trying to meet their goal, I was giving them verbal feedback. I was giving them feedback on where they were so they could measure their progress. So one thing important in goal setting is being able to measure your progress. If you can't measure your progress along your goal, number one, you have to know where you start and have a goal, but in the middle, you have to be able to measure your progress. Because I gave them steps to measure their progress, that's how we made such a big difference. So I was giving them steps. And then during that time, I would also give them encouragement. So the encouragement would be in the form of very simple, keep going, keep going. And then, except I'd be more excited when I said that than I am here on the podcast. And then I'd say things like, if they had, if if I if they clearly were already blow, blown past their goal, I'd say keep going. If you met your goal, keep going, going further, keep on going further. So even though I gave them a goal of about ten percent improvement, they reached a forty-one percent improvement. So I've already kind of explained what the difference was, but let's just summarize. Why did they improve forty-one percent? They had motivation because I gave them feedback from start to stop, so they could measure their progress. And they knew where they started. So they measured their results. They kind of knew what they were they were trying to achieve. If I give you a goal and say, um, you know, in the next 30 days, earn so many dollars. Or in the next 30 days, lose so much weight. But you don't know how much weight you started with. You, If you're only weigh 100 pounds and I said lose 50 pounds, that would be pretty hard to do. If you weighed 500 pounds and I said lose 50 pounds, that would be more manageable, although they would still be tough. So um, we could probably think of a lot of other examples, but if you don't know where you start, then the goal doesn't really make sense. But this gave them a goal because they knew where, they're start, where they started. And if they didn't have a goal in the first place, they wouldn't be able to improve. So this was just one experiment. I didn't give them any expectation. I just gave them a start and stop. So the conclusion is goals 
if you include, if they're realistic, and that's part of um, goal setting anyway, but if they're realistic, so that means you know where you start and you have a reference point. Before they did this, they may not have known how many push-ups they could do in 30 seconds. So if they started with a reference point and then you gave them a goal that was relevant, that mattered. So they have to have a reference. Number two is they should have some motivation or measurable way to have progress in the middle, measurable. They have to be able to measure it in the middle and it has to be big, but not, but not too big, big, but not too big. If I told them all that I wanted, they did 30 push-ups, and I told them I wanted them to do 500 push-ups, that'd be so ridiculous that it wouldn't be very motivating. They wouldn't be able to, during the process, they wouldn't be able to measure their progress because it's just totally out of the ballpark in terms of practical. So this is the idea behind goal setting. A lot of you think about SMART goals, where SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time. So this had those characteristics, but it's a little bit different because now you know that you have to have a reference where you start. You have to know where you are now so that you can set your goal for the future. Okay, I was very excited about this. Couple other little things. These guys improved 41%. I did this with the kids. The parents counted their push-ups because it's a little bit easier for them to do it instead of focusing. The kids have to focus on doing it properly. And their improvement, they also improved about 20% on the average. Why? Because they had to, because they're kids, um, we had a larger group. This was a little bit probably more towards normal improvement. And um, with the little kids, three to six-year-olds, they also improved around 20%. Those are rough numbers, but we had different groups that we did when we, when we calculated this. Um, and we couldn't count all of them because there's a bunch of people at the same time. So all of these, if you average this up, let's say it was 30%. Remember, I didn't teach them how to do push-ups better. I didn't teach them anything about, there's no way even in an hour, if I worked on their strength, that I could make them stronger for push-ups. In fact, if anything, I would have made them weaker because they would have been working out for a whole hour. So regardless of, despite the fact rather, that they had workout happening at between the beginning trial and the end trial, they should have been tireder. They still perform better because of goals. Again, the conclusion is that goals work. And the experiment proves that. So that's our podcast today. If you have any questions, of course, you can always get to us at karatebuilt.com, contact us. And uh, we'd love to talk to you and love to have you um, participate in any of our seminars. We have a lot of them in martial arts and a lot of other things. So I look forward to seeing you the next time that we have a podcast. And if you'd like any topics that, uh, for us to cover, certainly make sure you um, you can email that us at corporate at karatebuilt.com. And we'd love to We'd love to have some feedback as well. All right. Hope everybody has a great day.